Hey, welcome back to the Hot Heels and Tea Podcast. I'm your girl, Crystal. This is Rihanna. And today we're joined by boss babe, Aisha Hinton. Yes, hey y'all. Who's the owner of Primetime Boutique, okay? So Primetime Boutique believes that the top is the DNA of every outfit. The top is what brings the outfit to life. (laughs) Her slogan, you belong on top, matches her beliefs that Every prom top fashionista belongs on top and she'll feel that way every day of her life. So let's welcome Aisha to the High Heels and Tea podcast. Hey, ladies. I love your mission statement, girl. Thank you. You see, I was on your website, right? Yeah, to do that research. I feel you. I was like, I don't need to ask her what is her business because it's my question. I go, I'm a researcher. That's who I am. I love it. So what inspired you to begin your entrepreneur journey in retail? Like what made you start your own fashion brand label? Also purple label. Okay. Well, but first I get started. I want to thank both of you ladies for even having me. I think that you guys don't, if you do realize it, I don't know if you don't realize, but what you're doing, both of you guys, (laughs) it's monumental, you know, because you give African-American women such as myself a voice when we're often muted. Um, And so I just want to thank both of you before we get into me, what you guys are doing is phenomenal. And I just want to say, keep up. You ladies are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So what was the question here? What inspired you to begin your entrepreneur journey in retail? Okay. So what inspired, I have been working retail actually since I was 15 years old. A lot of people don't know that. That was actually my first job. Um, I worked several retail stores, Macy's, Victoria's Secret, JCPenney. Um, and I felt like it was a, a time where, you know, I wanted to work and they were like the only people to me really hiring, you know, younger age at the time. And I was able to uh, kind of bring out my personality and I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I actually started retail when I was 15 and it just became my passion. Wow. That is so That's dope. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So where were you working at when you started? When I first started, yeah, I was 15. Macy's. Oh, you did, did you yes. just say that? And yes. I missed it. No, it's she okay. got that discount in Macy's. Yes, baby. That's I love Macy's. <laughs> oh. You know, back then. Back then, Macy's, Macy's was, was hot. Yeah. And it was, had an upscale. Yeah. It had all the different brands. And I actually was able to build confidence in selling, you know, because I was so young. Yeah. So okay. Macy's was my first job. So what made you start your own fashion brand, Purple Label? And, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I first started off many years ago. What about it'd be like 10 years ago i started yeah, right after college yeah. right after college um i actually was living in georgia at the time and i uh there was no boutiques in this small town that i lived in called barasta we would have to either drive to atlanta or what was it jacksonville and so i actually started a boutique many years ago and it was just like a normal boutique and i would sell um and then after that i restarted it um and that's how we got to prime top and during that time, I was like, you know, I have so many different items. My favorite item is the blouse. Um, and so I started off prime top before I did the purple label as a regular um, line, mm-hmm. a regular boutique, I would say. And mm-hmm. then what I started to notice in my customers, I had two different segments. Mm-hmm. And actually, your customers will tell you what you should be doing. That's true. So mm-hmm. I, to be honest, prime top purple label, I didn't, it just didn't, I didn't think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my customers actually, I have two types of customers. I have my customers that like affordable fashion and they're like, okay, I want to look the part, but I don't want to pay the prices. Then I have my other customers where they like, 
you know what, girl, nah, I'm in Gucci, I'm in Chanel, I want top quality, they're looking at fabrics, they like custom. And so I'm like, okay, I have two, how can I serve these two different markets? Mm -hmm. And then I was talking to my boyfriend, he like, I've been telling you to do high end a long time ago. And so, and I like custom things. Um, and so the purple part came because I just feel like African-Americans, we are a uh, royalty. royalty and you know, purple is royalty yeah. mm -hmm. and we are the DNA of fashion. And so I'm like, okay, royalty, purple, purple. And then the label, I'm like, okay, prime top purple label. And I feel like purple is what is the top. You That's know? fact. That's so, why you like my couch. Yeah, yeah, girl. I was like, how much you want for these? You know, sit on the purple couch. Yes. So that's how I came along, actually. That yeah, is your dope. customers will tell you they what really you need would. to do. I love that you said that too because mm -hmm. we talk a lot about like how can you identify your niche or how did we identify our niche but being entrepreneurs if you really is in it to service people right and you pay attention you have so many leads right in front of you yep. and so mm -hmm. that's really smart yeah of you. And, and a lot of people don't pay attention to their listen and listen you know a lot of things i sell i some things i don't even wear myself mm -hmm. but it's not about me it's about what the the, the customer wants so. i got this cute little number from her <laughs> that pink dress i can't wear it i can't fit it in my life girl <laughs> um, so first but off it was so cute <laughs> let me say this first off i was like give me a medium and she was like you sure <laughs> I was like, yeah, give me a medium because, you know, I think I can do I, I just really thought I was that small. And she's like, how about you take the large too? So I took the Lord, I took the medium and the large home, right? And I tried on the medium first. I couldn't get it up my thigh. So I was, I, when I stepped one foot in it, I was like, oh shit. And I was pulling it up and I couldn't get it up my thighs. But when I put the large on, baby, it hooked me in all the right places. I think I, I think I put on just like some black panties and a black bra and I was just out here shaking like yeah, in that pretty around. Thank I you for it. the support. No I problem. I'm wear it again. I can't I wear the, I can't wait to wear mine. If we would have went to that brunch today, I would have worn mine today. Yeah. What about that one piece that you got from her? Um you went live and it was like a my, blazer. My blouse, my eighties uh, baby blouse. Oh, so beautiful. Rihanna was the first. She yeah. was so supportive. Hey, she y'all yeah. like she was the first to the eighties. And I rocked it with my poop. Yes. Everybody like she did that. I'm like was on your website like oh you know what speaking of your pieces you shared this one piece um that Reginate Quarter had on this a two piece and I went yeah. right to your website because I was like you know what I just when I see something oh I just go buy it but I didn't yeah. see my size. I know it, it sold out really fast man that's that's my style I, I I love 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 your pieces so. oh thank you I appreciate it all right so, so let's get into the actual process right okay. of creating um your actual um on branding line was it challenging finding like a clothing manufacturer and if so how did you go about it okay so with this line it was like i said it was really important for me to give african-american women a voice so my original thought was to get manufacturers and i'm like you know what no i have a lot of seamstresses that i already know that i work with um shout out to olivia Wright designs and raven um, they did a phenomenal job with bringing my designs to life. And actually, I didn't use a manufacturer for this line. I used a local African-American seamstress. And they actually did. They brought my designs to life. I, uh, first of all, girl, I can't draw a lick. So. <laughs> you have to I explain came, yourself. I came in with a couple of drawings, a little picture. They like, okay. <laughs> you know, they put every thought, you know, every thought that I wanted mm -hmm. in the process. And so they actually 
not only designed, well, I did the designs, but they constructed it and did every piece by hand. And that was just important to me because, like I said, African-American women in high fashion, especially, mm -hmm. they are often, often not given the, the uh, gratitude and things that they should be. Um, and when we are fashion, so Man. I wanted to give them a voice. Um, now, what I did notice with me doing that is that I probably, if I want to mass produce more, I will go with the manufacturer, but I'm always going to use them to do the original designs. Mm -hmm. And if I need more <clears throat> product, um, go to a manufacturer, but I wanted to first keep, like I say, my funds in the family, <laughs> as yes. I would say, and start off with. First stop. Let's, let's give her Sessions. a hand. A round of applause. <laughs> Yeah, that was so important to me. That's unheard of. And like you said, like typically when you do hear of um like a black sketch mm -hmm. artist or um the centrist, uh not centrist, what is she called? Seamstress. Uh, yeah. You know, don't get <laughs> yeah, like, When you I hear about you the fashion designers, damn. Yeah. Let's put their label on them. When you hear about them, it's unfortunately sometimes in a bad light where uh, maybe mm -hmm. an, another race stole their design. Yeah, and that's how you even find out that they had anything to do with it. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's exactly. really dope that you starting it off, you know, and acknowledging it. Yeah, because like, you'll be surprised. Like, even New York Fashion Week, we're often not recognized. Mm -hmm. When they go to urban African-American -Amer African communities to get most of their inspiration. Yeah. And it's just not fair. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure I did that um, with this line. I think I, I know I'm going to continue to do it um mm -hmm. it's just with the mass production i wouldn't want to put all this stress mm -hmm. on the seamstress because they literally did small medium large man by sewing machine and by hand yeah and that and i want to say too one of the misconceptions when you want to design your own mm -hmm. fashion brand is that you have to know how to draw yeah, um, oh that's something that kept me from wanting to pursue my own shoe line i mm -hmm. felt like i don't know how to draw or articulate that vision so i don't want to do it but what i did i worked mm -hmm. with a sketch artist that was in india yes look you with see them up in the box yeah, I, yeah. but i, love them. I yeah. worked with someone so until good. my vision mm -hmm. was executed and it was just the most beautiful thing so if you are looking to do your own um mm -hmm. fashion brand shoes clothes accessories yep. whatever don't be discouraged if you can't draw you just need to work with a sketch artist yes. or a fashion designer yep. as aisha did that's dope be able to communicate your yes, thoughts yeah. your thoughts girl yeah. screenshot you use like 10 collages like <laughs> okay so my right. shoe needs to have like, a piece of every yes every piece of this <laughs> i want this color i want that mm. shoe heel like you just have to know how to do that so yeah, um, and then it's like you get inspiration from even just you know everyday life. Like yeah, my, the colors on my line, I I saw some leaves for fall different colors. It was mm -hmm. just laying on the ground. It was like not the normal fall colors. Yeah. It wasn't like you know your reds, yeah, and the yellows. It was like these leaves had turned purple, yellow, really? and I'm like. That's it. See? This is not gonna be the normal fall colors that you think. Man, we sitting here talking to a boss for real. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, okay, so fashion lines, they usually have a higher markup, mm -hmm. right? What advice would you share with someone who's not confident with choosing their price point for their items? First, I what I do is I study like my market, I study my competition, I study um what I actually pay for the items. And then I also make sure that uh, I would advise that 
once you set your price, the biggest thing that goes into it, you know, studying the market, your competition, um, what you actually pay for your items. But don't let anybody regulate your customers, regulate your prices. Mm -hmm. Your prices is what it your is. Your prices. You know, and a lot of people, you know, they think about, well, maybe I see a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in fashion, like, well, people might not pay this for this. It's not that you have to find the right the market exactly. um, to, to go after your product. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will like, I watch people like where it's like, you know, you pay $50 to build this expensive shirt, but then you only going to charge 65 just because you are not confident that someone might purchase. You don't do that. Um, and it also trains your customer to be like, okay, this is, these are my prices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can go into the, the, the format of, okay, like what goes into it. But once you set your prices, it is what it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's a dope That's way. my biggest yep. advice. And, we, and as a community or as a people, we pay for what we want. Exactly. And at the end of the day, just like what Crystal stated, she went on your website, she saw something she wanted and she was going to buy it. That's simple. You yeah. don't have to coerce anybody to purchase from you. Exactly. Because if I see something mm -hmm. that I really, really want, I'm going to get it despite yeah. what it is. And I'm going to say, okay, well, Oh shit, I might not want to pay for that, but it's gonna be worth it to me after I get it and exactly. after I purchase it because I really want it. Exactly. And I wanna say this, here's a caveat, right? If you want to become a high end fashion designer, mm -hmm. then you need to take time to build your reputation slowly. Mm -hmm. How did you ensure your new customers that your fashion line purple label is a trusted brand? I think uh for me a lot of people might just show like okay at the end point the selling point mm -hmm. but for me it was I really showed them the process mm -hmm. that we went through so I um showed mm -hmm. them the fabrics the quality of the fabrics and a lot if you saw a lot of my advertisements I showed my actual african-american seamstress uh sewing it by hand because some people they don't see the back end and sometimes when you don't show your clients the back end they don't respect the front end mm -hmm. um and so it was a lot of hard work that went into this so when you see a hundred dollars on a blouse or 150 these are not your average materials mm -hmm. um and that's what you have rainbow for or mm -hmm. you know or wherever, any, else. wherever else you want to go mm -hmm. but i think i was able to convey them to try it because of the process and the quality and i was transparent um, sometimes people want to start to like at the end and just be like, oh, look at this beautiful blouse. It's a hundred dollars. But like you said, you have to build your reputation first. And I'm not a Louis Vuitton or, you know, Chanel yet. And so they can just go off their name and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm just going to get that. And you that. just trust yeah. like, that it's uh, quality products and they did a phenomenal process. But I, I showed the process and the quality of the products. I think that really hit home with them. So my approach to my um shoot line collection was mm -hmm. almost the opposite okay. right i did do the whole process but i documented the process okay and i put the shoe out and i used the content mm -hmm. so we did we we both put out um a custom piece but we did it the opposite right right now i when i when i realized what you was doing i was like you know what is that's more not of you but of right. me uh -huh. to show what I'm doing, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, and then putting it out there that it's available, mm -hmm. or is it smart to or work better to say, let me build, 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 mm -hmm. and now that it's available, let me let me push, push it, it out, out. Uh -huh. right, and then also show because I do that a lot. I always right. show like BTS. I always say that, which is just behind the scenes, behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Would you ever try that way? The other way, um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's honestly like there's no right right or wrong way. Right. I feel like it just depends on your client. My yeah. client, it's almost like you know we in St. Missouri. We yeah. from Show Me State. My yeah. clients are like, okay, show me what you're working. With. Yeah. So that's how I market to them. Now they were my clients where they were like, okay, I just this beautiful product and I just see it, then boom, you know. Right. But my prime top fashionistas, they just don't work like that. They like, okay, I already like prime top girls. Right. So then you. You hit me with this, but I already like it over here. So yeah. what what is gonna make me wanna graduate Ooh, from I regular prime top to purple label? Girl. And it was like <laughs> elevation. Show me state, baby. Elevation. You gotta show me so, what went into this. So that's the only reason why I did it. I, I really don't think it's a right or wrong. It's way. no, it's definitely definitely not mm-hmm. a right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to myself, you know what? Um, I think I'm gonna try what you did mm-hmm. next time I do something because I don't ever tell you what I'm doing. Yeah. I just pop out like boom. Uh-huh. This is what I did, and well, this what happened. It's a surprise. Here you right, go, right. and then yeah. I show you the behind the scenes mm-hmm. leading up to that particular point. But I use mm-hmm. all of those as selling points um, and also marketing points as mm-hmm. well. But, but I think you still did it. hit on that because when I seen, I just loved how you showed like the sketches. Yeah, and it showed to me that. like okay, she really. Oh yeah, it wasn't okay. just no. No, not by night type of thing. Oh she no, no, really no! I was on flights. Process and you know my um sketch orders was in India. My yeah. manufacturer obviously was in China. My um marketing team was in New York and Washington. Oh, uh, my partner was in um LA. Like mm-hmm. we was on Zoom calls like at least two, three times a week, and I was able to show show that afterwards. Yeah. And what I, I did them. was, but what I like about what you did, right? It's different from what I did. Although I did that entire process mm-hmm. and I documented it, um, and I didn't even put everything out there because I was like, uh, I didn't know I was looking like that. But um, <laughs> anyways, what I ended up doing also was creating more content mm-hmm. to build the anticipation, yeah. right? Like I was like, okay, one week or two weeks leading up to me about to drop this. I'm going to just hint that I got something mm-hmm. to show you um, or whatever. But then get people going. Yeah, but yeah. then again, I'm wondering like, should I have just shown the process as the process was going? Because mm-hmm. that's like free content. That's yeah. free marketing. You ain't paying and people, for it. people, uh, to me, like nowadays, uh, they just like to see raw. Like They do. Like they, they just want to see it like uncut. Like, okay, what is going on? You know, so. And you know what? Even like those bigger brands like Gucci, mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton, all of them, even though they are like, mm-hmm. their name speaks for themselves, they even show you the behind the scenes. Yeah, now. they do. They Before, do went in business everything was so secretive you didn't know how nothing happened if you weren't a part of that inner crowd you didn't know but now everyone understands the value with showing the process you have to connect your audience to Mm -hmm. the process that really helps you because it's interesting no i was just saying because it's interesting Mm -hmm. it it also opens up your eyes to different avenues of things to do Mm -hmm. and then i just feel like i just don't want you to love my product i want you to respect it you know yeah, uh, because once you gain people respect, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter what you put out, but it's like their loyalty, their brand mm-hmm. loyalty builds. Like, yeah, I can nice. love you later, but I if I respect you first, I respect yeah. you. I, I'm, I'm, you sold. Yep, facts. <laughs> That's right. true. So, for you, which do you think is the best platform for building a clothing brand? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Share what steps you took to build your brand on that platform as well. Um, honestly, 
I don't feel like it's like one best platform yeah. because each platform has a different audience. Um, but what I do is I study the platforms and the audience that I, I, from my perspective, their personalities, right? And I use and I create different marketing tactics to tactic those, basically, to combat those. Like, so what I do on Instagram, I'm not doing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, my audience is more conservative, you know, like they're more serious to me. Instagram is kind of like free flow. It's loose. You can, mm-hmm. you can be raw, you know, so I might show me uh, dancing in my outfit, twerking or something, mm-hmm. you know, but then on Facebook, it might be more conservative. So I first look at all the different platforms that I want to market it, and then I tailor my advertisement based on those. So most mm-hmm. people might start off with their advertisement first and just blast, mm-hmm. where I look at my different audiences and then create, mm-hmm. create my uh, advertisements or platforms. I think Instagram can appreciate the process more. Mm-hmm, um, me too. You can share more of the process where Facebook. It's like it already needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. we don't really need to know your process. We mm-hmm. just need to like you. And exactly. we need to, like you say, respect. Um, and I'm learning that because I'm just like, all right, I'll share mm-hmm. something on Instagram and it'll be like so much engagement yeah and i'll share the exact same thing on face on same thing on facebook and the engagement is like low although you know people watching right right you know um and vice versa mm-hmm. some things really get a high engagement on facebook versus instagram and so now i'm like well at first i had all my settings to whatever i post on instagram to automatically share on facebook mm-hmm. but now i kind of pick and choose so even on facebook if i'm not seeming as active or if i go a couple of days you know, when you don't see no posting, right, you don't see right. no status, no stories, well, you go to another platform, you might say, I probably post three times already on this other platform. Yeah, that's and that's because I'm realizing that not all your content is for it's every not platform. It's not valuable. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have a bunch of aunties on Facebook. Yeah, you be like, auntie, I'm not like, oh, get out of my comments, auntie. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, don't get mad. Yeah, like, she's gonna buy some shoes. I see where some, your friends at. Well, just, exactly. like, what, what, exactly. what are y'all here for? Well, then let you know is some content is auntie content and it shouldn't be on social, exactly. it should be on Facebook because that's all it's gonna attract to somebody mm-hmm. that know you and say hey. Mm-hmm. And some content is actually engaging your, your captions, even down to that. Sometimes right, I have to right. tweak certain words exactly. that I use in my captions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I post from Facebook to Instagram and um, with Instagram, I probably not probably I try to more so like speak to a problem, mm-hmm. you know, um, or speak to a concept where on Facebook, they really don't always captivate true. the person, you That's know true. what I'm saying? So sometimes you have to just be a little more direct, like on Facebook, if you see somebody post something right and it got like two paragraphs, mm-hmm. you'll be like, keep scrolling but on instagram you might read yeah, through some of that you know real. what i'm saying so yep. those things matters those things matters and and all platforms people watching all yeah. platforms they watch it <laughs> yeah, so they bottom line <laughs> they still looking at you they still watching bottom line bottom line so share with us um your biggest lessons that you learned along the way starting a clothing line mm-hmm. along with the trial and the era okay <laughs> so the biggest <laughs> Listen, and as a lot of business owners, I just feel that we forget the legal part behind it. Um, so I feel like the biggest lesson that I learned with this is, you know, kind of 
taking the legal factor for granted. You know, yeah. we come up with this big, uh, these brilliant ideas as business owner, but you know, there is a lot of checks and balances legally that you should um, keep in place. So, for instance, you know, I'm I never bash another designer or especially another african-american woman but one of my designs was actually taken for me and resold mm. <laughs> you know and i think at the time of course i know better i should have you know had my contracts in place you know my best friend is a, one of my best friends is an attorney shout out to robin Wynn. robin Wynn. right <laughs> <laughs> and she basically took the design and sold i had the bows i don't know if you guys remember the bows now she always does bows you know don't get me wrong but that particular design was mine and you know me just moving fast you know just trusting that people would do the right thing and i know better she took my design and resold it to her customer and i'm just like that's not cool you know not yeah. at all yeah you don't and you older than me, you like in your 40s. So, oh, and age ain't nothing, but <laughs> exactly. ain't nothing but a number. But you know, that was a wake up call for me. So, you know, this time around, I'm going to make sure I have contracts with my designers. You know, you can't resell my my designs. Those are precious to me, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even once I started selling it, it was just like, okay, what well, can we call this a partnership? Well, a partership, you should have paid for some of the fabrics that were. Period. Sales, exactly. You know? That's a partnership. So, I think, yeah, making sure your legal things are uh in, in balance and i will also uh say you know make sure timing you know sometimes time management you have these like brilliant ideas but mm -hmm. when you want to launch you might take time for granted so if i could do it all over again i probably would start like earlier as mm -hmm. far as you know making sure everything is together because mm -hmm. i feel like i was kind of rushing at the end but i mean i still got everything on time but it would just take some pressure off um and then yeah like i said the legal part business owners we we take that for granted we really do we we do we come up with these brilliant ideas and then you like oh sh excuse my language oh shit, i'm in trouble yes <laughs> and okay. then uh i guess i do got a question i got a question for both of you guys mm -hmm. uh just from hearing what you just said, Aisha, uh, from the background and then kind of knowing your background with your partnership on your shoe line mm -hmm. um the people that you guys worked with, do you guys take, I would say, do you regret the decisions that you made with working with certain individuals or are you okay with the fact that it was done and you're just mm -hmm. done with it or are you just like still in between or like how do you guys feel? I feel like in between because I feel like, you know, like I knew them, you know, like <laughs> especially with that situation, like I knew, come on, like. Mm -hmm. You got an MBA from Washington University. How the hell do you not know? But you just be rushing. You be excited. Yeah, excited. You just be so trusting. Like, I'm just like a, a, a good-hearted person. So I be, sometimes I just be too trusting with people. Mm. And so, like, it's not that I regret, I would say, totally, because I gave that particular designer a chance, you know, yeah. to showcase her work and her talent. I mean, I gave her a shout-out. You know, I'm pretty sure she got more clients or whatever. So I don't regret it because I know I did my part, mm -hmm. you know, but where I'm like in between is like, excuse my language, bitch, you know better. Like you was wrong. I'm like, come Definitely on, Aisha, like you should have had contracts in place. Yeah. Your friend is an attorney. Like, what were you thinking? So, you know, even with trademarking, like mm -hmm. all of this stuff needs to be in balance. And so next, uh, next time I go around, I'm going to make sure the legal Everything part is, right. is checked. Like you can't yeah. get over on me. So, yeah. Um, what about you, Crystal? So speaking to that, I was actually going to say too, 
my biggest lessons in the process was just realizing red flags like mm -hmm. you like you said you know better yeah. um will i do it again with the same people no because <laughs> no. I realize how much value I have alone and mm -hmm. part of I think part of doing the collaboration remember I mentioned at the beginning I wasn't as confident right because I was like damn I can't draw you know and I don't know thought you needed help. Yeah. and you know when the, when the opportunity presented itself mm -hmm. like I didn't go to the person the person realized the value that I have exactly. even though I didn't truly realize all mm -hmm. the value that I have and they were like damn you know if I partner up with her to do this me and this person already been collaborating right, right. and been partnering um with different things that were completely successful right, we right. a very genuine relationship with each other yep. um all that good stuff so uh when the opportunity presented itself i was like hell yeah because a part of me really wants to do this well with that a lot of personal things was going mm -hmm. on with me that kind of blindsided me with the business mm -hmm. things that was going yeah. on um, I invested a lot of money yeah. and based off of my previous encounterments with this person, mm -hmm. I was okay with investing the money. I was right. okay with saying, you know what? Hey, listen, I have a lot of personal things going on with me. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to make this meeting, but just let me know what right, I said right. and what, what I need to on. do. You yeah. know, I was really, um, enlisting this level of confidence mm -hmm. and, um, as you mentioned, trust in right. someone that, when certain things are on the line, I don't care. Like if you have to just stop and pause, yeah, so you can get your shit together, get That's your true. mind together, That's get your true. money together, whatever. Do that. Don't Preach. never enlist and trust someone that much mm -hmm. to where they're they are responsible for your money. They're mm -hmm. responsible for your vision. Yeah. You know. Um, and so in the long run, me and that partner, we definitely failed off. Right. Um the other partnerships, everyone that was involved um, to help create this process, mm -hmm. they pretty much was fired before the shoe even launched. <laughs> oh, that's right. Before the shoe yeah, even was released. Um, right. And me personally, if you listen to some of the previous episodes, you'll know I have like this attachment. I don't want to even call it issue, but I, I'm like how you mentioned. Right, I'm right. such a good-hearted person. Right. I like to just treat people nice right. i like to just be nice and i expect people to have the same intentions right. with me mm -hmm. and it's just not the situation so once i said you know what i've been through enough in yeah. life i don't need another issue mm -hmm. and i cursed the person out i released all that energy let it go <laughs> good we was able to sure. finish weeks like right now we're hella cool and i think about it like damn would i do this again and just the risk of mm -hmm. You know, a person playing with me <laughs> like that again. Yeah. It's just, even though we cool, it's not worth reinvesting in. Mm -hmm. so, but that's the thing, too. It's the mm -hmm. mindset. It's the mm -hmm. mindset of the individual. Although you mm -hmm. guys are cool, mm -hmm. you guys can do business together. I can do right. business you know with you. Everybody, I support you, but I, I don't do I don't want to do business right. with you. Everybody doesn't yeah. have a, a, the business mm -hmm. mindset. Everybody mm -hmm. don't have that boss mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of what you did. You yeah. basically put all your eggs in her basket and told her to juggle them for you. Yep. And basically, she fumbled them off of yeah. And she, all she <laughs> broke all of the eggs. I'm like, damn, bitch, I'm like, 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 I
Did you hit it from the head? Yeah, so and you want to throw one in the head. I want to just grabble her face. Like, <laughs> so for me, I, I feel now like, you know what, girl, like, look what you actually designed. Right. The shoe that I actually had more of the um control over designing mm-hmm. is the biggest selling one. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. And it, yeah, yeah, and I was just like, wow. So they gave me this experience of designing mm-hmm. and also the uh, feedback gave me another set of confidence to where I'm like, if I do this again, not if, but when, because I'll speak that into existence. I right. When yeah. I do this again, I yeah. know I have the ability. Yeah. And sometimes being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, um, designing things, wanting to make certain mm-hmm. moves, you just not as confident about the decision. Right. And you do kind of depend and go to other places to right. make up that, you know, right. weakness. Yeah. And it's, and I would say this, that's okay. Yeah. Because just like we don't mm-hmm. know it all, no matter how business savvy we are. Don't know it If all. you go link up with somebody that's like excellent with marketing you will elevate yeah mm-hmm. so that person is making up what mm-hmm. you lack it's mm-hmm. okay to do that but don't put your again all your eggs into their yeah. basket yeah. keep your eggs in That's your basket yeah. and see how they can add value to that so everybody that we use um i realized nothing was working and i made it work on my own mm-hmm. and i was excited to finally use a team right i was like oh man this shit feel good i can like now now i have time to right. entertain to other, other things, things. Yeah. but no it was such the nope. wrong decision maybe they needed to be there. maybe the timing was off or maybe it was just again my my own fault for being too trusting in other people and what they say they could do. Yeah. And when I took back control, my mm-hmm. sales came back up. Yeah. When I took back control and just said, you know what, I gotta go back to um mm-hmm. old school Crystal who used to stay up till midnight, wake back yeah. up at four to get it done yeah. to to pop this out. That's when I started to see mm-hmm. activity again with my websites yep. and um and all shows. my products. Yeah. So your investment, your investment. Yeah. You better never yeah. know all of that was going no. on. And the background just shine like gold. I she know what was going on for real because I had to really talk to somebody mm-hmm. um that knew me and could tell me what I was doing wrong, right? Because right. it stressed me out to where it gave me anxiety yeah, to where yeah, that's your business, yeah. that's your dream. And now Somebody I'm like, with it. I'm like, this partnership is the only partnership that has ever worked, and I'm <laughs> yeah. I really trust and and am confident in my partnership with Rihanna yes. because I know we have a relationship outside mm-hmm. of this to where. We just talk. Like right. she be saying shit to me, be telling me <laughs> stuff about myself, and it don't offend me in any form of fashion. I can right. say something. You know offend. it's from a genuine. Yeah, place. we and we are yeah. very genuine with each other. We're yeah. very genuine with each other, so it's all good. But no, I would not. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, the two other designers, yeah. I would. We They're spent. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. We Raven, spent, Olivia. Yeah, I was gonna say we spent so friends. much money with each other, and I would not go to meet nobody in that situation ever again in my life and actually she texted me the person who i did the partnership with Mm -hmm. she texted me um that the videographer um and let me let you in 35 minutes oh let me let you in this right quick 
So we went to LA and we shot all this content. It was like a movie production, right? We shot all this content and I flew down. Like, man, <laughs> I flew my daughter out with me. I flew my makeup artist out with me. Flew out and stayed downtown LA, Airbnb. Money, money, money. Oh my god, <laughs> look, I'm gonna have flashback. Hey, don't, let me, don't let me fall back. Right. Don't let me fall back. Don't make me say, All right. where she live now? So, <laughs> that's what I said. I said, Do we gotta go take right. her to California? Yes, so, she was responsible for getting the photographer and videographer because mm-hmm. we were going to LA and she's in California. So, it's like if if everything was being done here in St. Louis, right, right, I right. pretty much would be the person to be like, yeah, I got some people, you know? Right, right, So right. that made sense. But come to find out the videographer and the photographer used to date, and they broke up, like, within a month or so prior to doing this project. They agreed to stay on the project together and just mm-hmm. be mutual and all that. I wasn't aware of the drama that was occurring prior to leading gotcha, up to L.A. Gotcha. Because if so, I would have fired them. Okay, and said, no, we can't use them. Let's prolong this to make sure it's done right. Mm -hmm. Anyways, get there. The videographer was the guy. The photographer was the female. The female was super professional. Right. But the videographer was in his feelings the whole time. By the time I came back to St. Louis, we were all in a group chat because we had hard deadlines Mm -hmm. to meet. Uh, We're trying to work with big top influencers Mm -hmm. and celebrities and all that good stuff. Um, The videographer and the photographer somehow got into it. Um, by they say I came back like on a Wednesday or Thursday by Saturday morning I had 35 text messages 10 voice messages in the fa- in the in a group chat where he got so distraught about her right, flying right. to Mexico with her new boo and he exposed so much trying to embarrass her with us right this is supposed to be about business right. we did pay thousands of dollars so then she was like, okay, I'm going to come up with a plan to just get the content that he shot, whatever, whatever. And he wasn't going for it. He was all weekend long. I had to turn that. I had to mute that group chat. So you got right? caught up in a little bit. Yes. And you wasn't so, a part of it. Wasn't even a part of it. So <laughs> just heard fucking me. Right. Let me tell you this. I've never in my life have witnessed any level of toxic relation like i can hear all three of our stories and we say well it was the most Mm -hmm. toxic things nothing amounted to this okay Mm -hmm. so um we end up just having our separate conversation and agreeing to just say hey we no longer want you on the project Mm -hmm. we don't want you to edit we'll work with someone else to continue it out um he didn't like that the girl we paid her um since we dissolved the, the situation with him we was like you know, get your money from her because that's the person you were working with. She has your money. Um, and we end up just not even using the content at all. So I think by the time that, so again, I flew to LA. I shot for two days, two days, didn't sleep, nothing, two days. All this content that he had took him like, like a month to send it on to the partner. But by then, it was too late. It was too late. We we was coming up with a new plan. Like, let's not even use that. So all this money that I invested for that, done. Okay. So down the drain. In a nutshell, oh me and her end up shooting our own individual mm-hmm. content, which is why you see only me and models that I work with. Um, if you know her, you see her and her models mm-hmm. that she works with. Um, and we finished it off that way. Right, right. Fast forward, he said because he didn't get his money 
Um, I don't know what happened with his girl, but she got it because he didn't get his money. He tried to sue the partner. See, that's what I'm and, illegal. Yeah, but it's all in. It, it was definitely all in writing. I had contracts. Mm-hmm. I had everything. I, even with evidence. I don't work with nobody right. without it being right, black and right. white. It still didn't matter. Right. The headache that came from her poor judgment. If you're in a group chat with your your videographer, photographer, mm-hmm. whoever, and you're realizing there's certain conflict and it gives you these bad vibes, yeah, that is a sign too that you should probably let this go mm-hmm. because when something sit, when that pressure really gets on certain people, it really brings out the worst in them. People. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real yeah when money is involved, Man. time is on the line, and it's already bad vibes, right. it something is going to fail. Mm-hmm. So make a good judgment. That's something that I say. So make a good judgment to just work with people you vibe with, so it can always just be positive energy. And that's yeah. what I said. I think is yeah, is with me and Rihanna. It's just. We we make good judgment calls. We we cool. We just vibe. Right. Like, right. Ain't nothing forced. Ain't nothing. Right. We balance each other. Yeah. Out. We just yeah. be vibing. Yeah. So. Right. And I don't have a question per se. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to say something to both of you ladies. Um, I would say just with your shoe launch and with your new label mm-hmm. of Prime Top, I really appreciate what you guys are bringing because mm-hmm. it shows your. It shows your personality and mm-hmm. everything, like from the swing back to all of your tops, because I know your style and I know how you are. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that this is also a genuine factor as well. Right. Just keep, you know, focusing on it. I know you said, Aisha, that you like to listen to your customers, mm-hmm. but you also have to listen to your heart mm-hmm. as well. Because what's in your heart mm-hmm. is what's going to bring your customers to you. Yes. Because they see your fashion mm-hmm. eye they see your genuinosity and right, your right. your keen idea of how mm-hmm. this should look or this top is this mm-hmm. or just like with the sling backs you know nobody like you said that shoe is doing better than just the other heel that was mm-hmm. available and i feel like with that it brought out all of you guys' personality yeah, and i think that that's what you guys have to keep focusing on right, just right. bringing your personality out and just making people see what popped for you right mm-hmm. so and that is so true like i yeah. think that's why i started the purple label because it was me mm-hmm. in it you know when you're doing it i would say i'm in the normal boutique way where you get it wholesalers it's like you know that's the trend mm-hmm. for there and all the boutiques i hate the it same thing. <laughs> so that like yeah definitely my heart is all in the purple label because that's me you know and i think we've lost sight of what a boutique is really is i feel like everybody's trying to compete with all this same shit just to sell it and trends and that's fine but a boutique is supposed to be a place where you can go and find something that nobody else is supposed to be exclusive yeah it's a it's a peace shopper you know it's supposed to be somewhere you're like okay I got this piece, and they're supposed to be exclusive. There's right. only supposed to be a certain number of them mm-hmm. that are sold, and you shouldn't be able to get it again. Exactly. And so I think we've lost sight of what it, what our destination really is when it comes to boutiques. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you guys are on that page as well. And just like with you, Crystal, you cater to heels. You know, heels mm-hmm. is your deal. And if you don't know how to walk in heels, she will teach you how I, to walk in heels. I got you, heels. girl. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? With that whole branding and understanding of, okay, I got these heels. This is what I this is what I present to you. This is what I have. I don't do this. Right, so if right. you want that, you go somewhere else. Exactly. Or just with you. You know, the top is being on top. 
yeah. simple. You know, you're going to come here, you're going to find some badass tops. Mm -hmm. You're going to have some nice pieces. If you don't know how to make it work, you ain't going to make it work. Right. So, yeah, yeah, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we got to get back to the, the real yeah. stuff. Yeah, and quality. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, speaking to other than where do you see Prime Top Boutique in five years from now? Ooh. I have a lot, <laughs> but I'll, I'll sum it up in three. Uh, so I definitely see us. I'm going to take over the industry, um, having you know several storefronts um, in multiple locations. Um, also, giving other young. Uh, I guess young people that want to be entrepreneurs and get into the fashion industry, some type of mentorship program where they can, you know, work and learn how to lead a store and also it's a uh, platform. So, yeah, a platform. So I really want to be able to give back. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, I feel like when you're in grind mode and you still kind of, you know, making a way for yourself, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard sometimes to give back. It I can is. give back on a small scale. Like, okay, you, I have sometimes people shadowing me. Um, and you know, little go a long way too. You know, I want it to take, but I want to be able to do it on a bigger platform. Mm -hmm. And then, um, opening doors, like I said, um, for other people that want to start boutiques. So, you know, in my nine to five, I'm a management consultant, mm -hmm. uh, for fortune 500 companies. So mm -hmm. basically we advise CEOs on business problems that they have. Okay. And so being able to even maybe do that from a fashion perspective because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh what i see is people that are in fashion they have the vision they have the drive they have the creativity but the business side they don't know uh a lot about mm -hmm. so yep. um being able to show them the business side more um and that way it just be so some type of consulting firm in fashion and yes. i don't mind consulting businesses you know on all levels you know that's um, gonna come but yep. yeah but specifically in fashion i just feel like the need is is there. there. I agree. It's definitely there. So where can um our audience connect with you? So www.primetop.shop. Check our pieces out. Um I'm also on Instagram, um Prime Top as well as Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, check us out. Um and then also this month we'll be at the Galleria. Um so if you're in the St. Louis area, we do that once a month. We have a pop-up shop there. Uh so it'll be this weekend, what is it, 18, 19, and 20th. And then in July, I think like mid-July, um, we haven't booked for um, August yet. But yeah, so you can see our stuff live in person this weekend at the gallery. Yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Carol, for joining us. Thank you for having us. me. I appreciate you, guys. And to our listeners, if you're looking to create your own fashion line for a special occasion, now is the time to yes. get started. Um, statistics are estimating that the U.S. fashion e-commerce market will reach $99.1 billion this year. So remember, a good product or service solves a problem for your target audience. This is true even for clothing. Every outfit you wear serves a purpose, okay? Yeah, yeah. And if I can encourage any piece of advice, always have a business plan in design for quality. Yeah, yes. right. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to the High Heels and Teeth podcast. Yes. Thank yes. you. Okay, so what did you think about today's episode? We want to know. Leave us a comment on our Instagram or your podcast app about the highlights you love most from today's topic, and we will be sure to respond to them. Thank you again for listening to the High Heels and Tea Podcast.